This sounded as much of an incantation as you could possibly say. As soon as she reads it out loud, the door to the attic swings wide open. We had just closed this door. There's no windows up there. Well, from that moment on, that's when it got like really real because whatever that did, it like came home with us. Feeling entities like in my room, like petrifying. Yeah. I woke up in just pure like fear. In my mind's eye, I kind of saw like, like a snout like in front of me. But whatever it was, it was like just pure malice. Like if it could, it would like rip me to shreds. And it finally got to a point, I, I tried the salt thing, purifying my room. I uh, did like the visualization thing where you like imagine like casting out the spirits or whatever. I did all that stuff, all like the new age recommended diagnostic. Yeah. And none of it worked. So I actually literally was like, what do they do in the movies by the power of Christ is what they say in, in the movies. So I was just like, Somebody. I don't have any other options. Prayed in the name of Jesus, uh, demon be gone. And that was it. It was gone. And it never came back. Like it worked all the way. Fool, I wasn't a believer. And he, in his name, the demon was cast out. Wow. That had nothing to do with me. I'll start with just, hey, I'm Ray. <laughs> uh, pleasure yeah. to meet everybody. Backstory of me, I didn't I didn't grow up Christian. I grew up in the world, and uh, I lived kind of a, a wild life, if you will. Mm. I grew up in a small town, and there wasn't much to do. So uh, quite literally, I was like partying every single weekend because that was it. I had a friend that their mom was gone on the weekends, and in high school, I just just kind of went off the rails if you will but from there got into some trouble and um thought well had a really close friend who i thought was closer um he ended up kind of betraying me and it kind of led me down um an alternative path of things because essentially uh his betrayal kind of like started to uh, open my eyes to maybe the lifestyle I was living wasn't exactly uh, conducive to um, good. So, so just like lots of partying. How old were you then? Um, the partying started when I was like 14, 15, like, mm -hmm. and then well into 19 years old. So five years of just kind of living wild. Um, and then from there, after my friend kind of like turned his back on me, had gotten in trouble with the police. Um, at the time, I was like trying to get into the army and I was waiting for a specific contract. Mm. I got arrested the day before the contract came right. in. And I was training and working my butt off and to get stabbed in the back like that, like quite literally my dreams taken away. Um, that's mm. when I started kind of a new path of self-discovery and that ended up landing me into like new ageism. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Tell me more. I always kind of believed in a higher power, but I never attributed it to Jesus and the Lord. It was more just the universe. 
yeah. if, you, if, if you're familiar Bro, with the cliche. I'm so, I'm so, uh, <laughs> I, I, there's one point in my life, I'm like, I, I can't say the word God, I'm just like the universe. Like it really resonated with me. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, it's this, we're not worshiping the creation, mm -hmm. but the creator of the universe. Yeah. But I was into New Age for, for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so toxic in the sense of it's just, I had a friend describe it to me for what it is, and it's a roll your own religion, if you will. Um, I like that Hindu idea. I like that, you know, Buddhist idea. I like these concepts for metaphysics and energy and chakras and this, and it's like, okay, here's my religion. and. Um, has no grounding, you know? Yeah, I heard people say it's like a spiritual buffet. Yeah, oh, that's a great way to describe it. Honestly, <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> right, it's like a spiritual buffet where I like this, but not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah. that mm -hmm. from Hinduism, I'll take a little bit from Buddhism, I'll take mm -hmm. a little bit from Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's to fit my mold of what, how I think, how I, it feel, what feels good to me. Yeah. Like it, it's got to feel good. See? Mm. Yeah. I definitely think you described like the perfect problem of it all is that it's self-centered. It's like Boom. fitting me. Um, mm -hmm. So self-love, um, get out manifestation, of manifestation, mm -hmm. a lot of attraction for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I definitely, I, read that as well i was like me too. super into that <laughs> I, <laughs> I got really sucked into uh the hustle culture stuff and hustle culture like loves law of attraction uh think and grow rich and think and grow which i think is genuinely like pot, like there's like good aspects to it but i yeah. think when you like double down on stuff like that uh it if it becomes your religion it becomes a problem <laughs> mm, for worshiping it yes yes yeah. yes so yes. humans we have a tendency to worship we always worship in something yeah 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 we always have like idol of something i think when god said there should be no other idols you know i'm the first yeah and it's it's not that god is like mm -hmm. it's self-centered is god is trying to protect us yeah 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 it's it's the truth because we would just cause a muck i um okay so back Back to the story. Yeah. I was I was getting into New Ageism. Uh, I was a workaholic, so basically the whole mm. friend betrayal thing. I went from um, being, you know, degenerate, full send to like work full send. Um, both is of which not being good, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like a zero or one guy, which, you know, the Lord's working me through <laughs> and it's really difficult. Um, but find trying to find balance of some sort yeah. because I like race towards burnout in any direction I can. So mm. that is still something I'm working on uh, a lot better than what it once was. Anyways. Um, so I'm into this workaholism uh, I think the first kind of major thing that happened, I was working a construction job. Yeah. Uh, and I was spending time at my girlfriend's place. And this particular place was known as uh, Witch Country, where Whoa. I'm from. Yeah. 
Uh, where, where is it? Where is this? Uh, this is Canadensis, Pennsylvania. Okay. So there's a couple like pretty haunted places over there, and a lot of like ancient Indian Indian burial grounds type stuff going on over there, and uh, that coupled with uh, she was going through like an incredibly dark time in her life where uh, her brother was going through some like drug issues. So like there was a lot of just, you know, quote unquote negative energy uh, yeah. in that. Yeah. And um, to roll back to the construction stuff, I basically ended up going to do a construction job. And uh, the guy we worked for, his name was Ed, and he was into ghost hunting. And I was, like I said, into the new ageism. I was meditating like three or four times a day, like for hours a piece, like actually hours. You are dedicated. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like fasting. Wow. Like I was literally like going on like three day fast without like any, I don't know. I, uh, the Bible talks about fasting. Without prayer or is it? It was it? just like to like attain like enlightenment or something like that. I don't, yeah. I don't really know what my motivation was maybe like the secrets of the universe yeah um i totally understand yeah so yeah just it was self-fulfilling is is really what it was i wasn't trying to connect with god for connecting with god's sake i was trying to connect with the universe for uh, my own like growth or fulfillment if you will mm. so yeah ultimately we end up going to do a job at Ed's house he owned across the street from him. And there was kind of like talks about this place being haunted. Uh, he had another contractor working there at the time. And that contractor kept saying, oh, the place is haunted. I'm hearing like noises at night. Um, one night it came to kind of like a pinnacle where he installed a window and later that night the window was he left and he came back and the window was uninstalled like on the floor of the, That's the bedroom weird it was yeah i mean i wasn't around for that moment but uh it lined up when when we dealt with what we dealt with so basically uh me and my buddy joe we went over to the house and we we're just diagnosing a garage door uh, we've never even done that before but the investor ed he was insistent on just give it a try See what you can, can find. Um, as we're doing the diagnosis, um, there's like this device called a, a multimeter. And all it does is just read electricity. The only catch is it has like two little prongs. You have to put one prong on a separate piece of metal and then test what you're testing to kind of complete the circuit. Mm -hmm. I'm testing the garage, not really getting anything. And I get off of it and boom, I'm like reading electricity in the middle of the air, like which should be physically impossible. Hmm. So turn it off. Yeah, yeah. I turn it off and turn it back on just to make sure it wasn't glitching and still just this like ambient like uh, electricity in the air. Hmm. Um, hmm. So as any 20-year-old would do, we have to figure out what this is. So, yeah, right. Um, we walk into the house with the meter. It's 
kind of raising slightly. So let's call it like 0.2 or something like that, right? Um, volts. Yeah. We're walking into the house. It's 0.3. We're walking towards the staircase. It's 0.4. Hmm. We start walking up the staircase. It's 0.5. And we're like freaking out at this point. We're wondering like, why is this doing it? I turn it off, turn it back on just to like, you know, That's still. Weird. Yeah, still. And then we go to the bedroom. So it was up the staircase and to the left. And as soon as we step foot in the bedroom, it spikes to like one volt. And this like, is the bedroom where the, the window got pulled out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and um, we run out the house <laughs> at that point. You know, I was just like, oh my gosh, like what the heck is happening? Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we run out of the house. We go across the street where the investor um, lived. We're like, Ed, 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 you know, this crazy thing happened, blah, blah. And instead of, you know, being the reasonable adult, he, he goes, oh, no way. Let me get my ghost hunting gear. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, dude, I, I don't even understand. Uh, the guy was such a, a zany guy. He was really good. I, I learned a lot from him. But he was just into just so many random things. And ghost hunting was one of them. Uh, so we set up a whole ghost hunt in this in this place. It huh. was um, crazy. But that was like kind of the start of the beginning, if you will. Yeah. Um, because through... Interesting. Yeah. Through the ghost hunt, there was more ghost hunts to follow. Um, like what, what does he do in the ghost hunt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I guess it's valid. That's a valid question. He set up motion detectors and like I guess this is also so motion detectors with sound and then motion detectors with light so he's trying to catch frequency that like we can't see yeah exactly yeah, like uh, any activity that we can't see exactly yeah. so he's he's putting he put them in different rooms of the upstairs and then we sat in the room where the whole window incident happened yeah uh, and, um, yeah, I guess in a way, I don't know if there's like a structure to a seance, but it was essentially a seance at that point. Cause then he was like trying to communicate with the ghost. Then, uh, the whole backstory goes into like this older lady had bought the house from him. It was her first house ever. She was super excited about it, but she was like really old. It took her all day to walk up the like three steps right. of the porch porsche to oh. get into the house huh. as soon as she got into the doorway she died what yeah <laughs> yeah so the theory was that she was haunting the house uh i don't know if i necessarily believe that all the way but that was the theory and that was the weirdness that was happening that's weird yeah Wait, so that's the same house with the window yeah that's the house with the window and then after like so she bought the house mm -hmm. from ed yeah. And the moment she stepped into it, she died. That's it. Dead. Dude, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So we were exercising her spirit is what the idea was. At the time. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh huh. yeah, it was it was bizarre. Right. And so he starts, you know, hmm. talking to the spirits, you know, if you're here with us, set off this alarm and like clockwork, dude, like He'd be like the bedroom alarm and it would go off. 
he'd be like, you know, the alarm across from us and it would go off. It was, it's like, give us a sign. And then like the thing would just start flickering and right. going crazy. It was stuff is real. Yeah, it is very real. It yeah. is very real. And um, anyway, fast forward, it gets to a point where he, I think, I don't remember the woman's name, but let's call her Martha. Okay. For argument's sake. Yeah. He uh, basically goes, Martha, your kids are good. Um, your dog is good. He knew the, the, the woman intimately. Uh, says all this stuff about her life and like updates her on life, I guess. And uh, then he's like, you can move on. Mm. And after that, dude, the house just stopped. All the activity just stopped. Hmm. And, like, it got so cold in the house. It was, like, truly as if, like, a presence left. Uh, whether or not it was Martha's, you know, I think that's up for debate. I know. Personally, I believe, like, demons kind of, like, hide. Uh, yeah. In that? Oh yeah. Regard? Yeah. Um that's why I was thinking was this a demonic activity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I mean even her just stepping into the house and dying is like that's pretty crazy. crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, so that just sent me on like a trajectory of starting to go on ghost hunts with this guy. And <laughs> yeah, and he was eccentric. Uh he had a lot of money. Uh, but he was like a kid at heart, so yeah. you would never tell this guy had money. He would just do these like crazy activities, like ghost hunting. He bounty hunted and stuff, like yeah. people. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, but he uh, also owned a haunted church. Yeah. What was that yeah. like? <laughs> Across the street from uh, a, a graveyard. So uh, before we were recording, I was telling you how uh -huh. I live streamed. Uh, that was one of our attempted live streams. So I got all the gear together uh -huh. and we went to live stream a ghost hunt. Dude, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like insane. <laughs> so so he got a church. What, what, like why he bought that church? He, he literally bought the church because it was like told to be haunted. He actually specifically, he just, he just bought it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I basically the story of this one was um, there was a kid with like a like a mental disorder or a mental illness that mm. lived on the street. Um, so he was home all the time and he'd be riding his bike and he'd always ask about the man with three fingers in the uh, gables of the chapel. So it was kind of your standard church with like the peak and then like that one kind of pillar mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that architectural style is referred to, but... He used to say there was a man with three fingers in, in the window there. And so Ed bought it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did he do anything with it? Uh, he had done a couple like exploratory hunts yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, had stuff moving and had like the whole motion detector thing going, going crazy. Yeah. And that's, so, yeah, that's so interesting, man. It's it's kind of wild. You know, and it, what it, it reminds me of. Uh, I had this one one experience. Yeah, that was before this BC, my BC years before Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> BC years. Nice, <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> um, 
29, I think in 2018. Uh, anyways, I was um, just starting my video production business and yeah. I was um, filming with this with this friend, a real, real, real realtor. Yeah, yeah. and he, <laughs> naturally. He, and he, right, he, he got this, um, this uh, basically like an old house, right? And mm -hmm. then this house, um, I don't know, people that haven't been living there for a while. Yeah. It's pretty nice, like it's pretty big. Um, and then you, you can, there's also like a guest list of people like from years ago, like seventies or like, oh, but wow. people that I died or like 1700s or- Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then we were sitting down, we're just chatting, there's a few of us. Mm. And this uh, light turned down. Oh. And then we look at the, best off nowhere, yeah. right? And we look at this light. And then this lady grabbed the, the, um, the cord, right? And mm. follow through the cord, yeah. All the way down the end, it's not plugged. What? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's insane. <laughs> you, know, as we were looking at the list of yeah. people, <laughs> as we, and it was just sitting down, just chatting, and it's like, just turn on. So that's what your st story kind of remind me of. Yeah. No, yeah. I. Uh, it's funny you even mentioned the electricity thing because so, the whole, reason of like the ghost hunt thingy that was going down was basically in this church, he bought it. And then the most haunted place was that pillar attic thing that I was telling you about. And he went to go change a light bulb and it exploded in his hand. Do what? Yeah. He just pulled, just went to go do it. Light bulb, like old light bulb came out just fine. Went to put the new one in and it just burst in his hand. And he just never went back up. He actually put it, he ended up putting like a Bible, but there was like a, Come on. a hole into the rafters. Yeah. He ended up putting a Bible there to like keep whatever yeah. uh, was at yeah. there at bay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Those things are very real. It's real, dude. It's, it's real. real. And I have a couple like demonic encounters, like actually seeing demons myself. Oh, uh, really? Part of my testimony when God opened my eyes, I was yeah. like, those stuff is really real. Like, yeah, like the Bible talks about it. Yeah, and yeah. exactly how it works, I don't know. Like yeah. exactly how they works, like you know, like physically, like mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm, I have no idea. But I just yeah. know that they're real and they don't have good intentions on our soul. Yeah, <laughs> they do not. Yeah. No, 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 no. They do not. And um, bro, that's that's wild. So what happened next? Yeah. So so from there, we did a preliminary search of the house, oh, well, the church rather, and. Um, that was like fruitful. It yeah, was just put my the just a little closer. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, that was like fruitful, um, in the sense that we were getting like a lot of activity. So then we went to come back with equipment to film everything, and nothing, dude. Mm. Like nothing was happening. Like huh. no activity whatsoever. They stopped. Just stopped. Yeah. They like knew. We took like spirit photos or whatever. We got like a kind of like wild photo. Um, mm -hmm. That was like kind of just scary. It literally just gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. But mm. um, we're we're packing up because nothing was happening. It's about two in the morning at this point, two thirty, if you will, and we're going to leave the church. And so when you walked up into the church, it was like a normal church in the sense it had kind of like a foyer area where I would imagine there wasn't this here, but I would imagine kind of like the little bowl of water of like holy water or something like that, and then. Then you go into the main sanctuary. Uh -huh. And uh, in this little foyer area is where we set up the computers to like film. Because from there, you can go upstairs 
to the attic that I was mentioning, and then you can go uh, to the left of the main sanctuary, uh, and then if you went down a hallway straight, and then down the stairs, there's the basement. So basically it was like the central location of, of everything. Okay. Yeah. And so for the first time, we turned the light on in the foyer to put all our stuff away. And as we're walking out, hmm. uh, and this all plays like super deep into the, the testimony of things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're going to walk out, and there was words above the door. Uh, my, this church was kind of creepy. Not even just the haunted stuff about the church the was The actual creepy. church. The actual church was Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, why is it haunted in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, dude, the mosaics were really weird on the windows. Like, uh, I guess there was like a baptism mosaic scene but like they chose like red for the water representation so it's like baptized in blood and i mean i guess that makes sense but like also like kind of creepy it's kind of creepy yeah so is, that, is that is that like a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah is that the, <laughs> and like, we have uh, no history as an angel of light like, yeah there, there are some there are some churches that are like that man like yeah i don't know much but like i know they're they're out there yeah no it's i yeah. i agree so the, like the church was already creepy and and so then we're leaving and above the doorway there's words like like sticker letters and it looked like somebody just painted over them. Oh. Like they didn't take the letters off. They just painted over them and that was the end of it. And uh, huh. my girlfriend reads the words out loud and like, dude, like, I don't know if magic spells or incantations work or what have you. But I mean, this sounded as much of an incantation as you could possibly say. It was like about power and power and power and it was weird and she read it out loud as soon as she, yeah as soon as she reads it out loud the door to the attic swings wide open we had just closed this door there's no windows up there so there's no draft well there's the window wasn't open basically um yeah and it swings right open and then my buddy's like oh let's go up there and i'm like nah bro that was that was good for me i'm out of here <laughs> that's wise yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i was out of there um dude that's, that's yeah it was it was trippy yeah. there's some dark stuff going on in that church in the past probably yeah that's like that's a spell maybe yeah yeah well dude well from that moment on like that's when it got like really real because whatever that did um it like came home with us legal rights open doors invitation whatever yeah. that is yeah the term that is mm -hmm. yeah um so from that point on anytime i stood over my girlfriend's house i like felt the presence like on like by the bedside and it was it was like a it was a crazy presence it was like just over you like if like yeah. just standing there um but it felt like it was almost like a like get out of my way like she's mine kind of presence oh shoot yeah it was like possessive I right guess. like a yeah. spiritual spouse yeah like, yeah yeah and um yeah after that incident like that was like continuous my experience like i was like casting 
energy shields and like barely getting any sleep anytime I stood there. It was just like a horrible time. Uh, but I just choked it up to like the whole Indian burial grounds thing. And she mentioned she had some incident with an ex-boyfriend of that kind of similarly happening. Um, but it didn't happen until after the, like the church thing. How did you make like, like at the time, mm -hmm. the knowledge you had at the time, how did you make up everything and how did you try to, uh, combat it? I mean, ironically, not knowing anything, I was like, this is some sort of spiritual attack. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have to be like a spiritual guardian or something. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of like praying for help was not even kind of a consideration. It was like not at that point. No, that was, no. The, that was the new age era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the new age era. Yeah, I had. I was like, okay, I got to get like my energy shields better. I have to meditate more. So I'm like going harder into it. Wow. And uh, crystals involved. No, but not, salt, not dude, salt. 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, salt purification was like a thing okay. uh, that I explored. It dude. doesn't work, <laughs> I guess. It would be the my my. Uh, <laughs> like, you're just now. There's just salt all over the carpet. <laughs> then you gotta like vacuum Bruh. it or whatever. Like what? There was a there's a meme. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. like um, it's like a, a laughing background noise, a voice. Yeah, and yeah. then there's like basically like and then there's somebody is like using uh like sage using the evil eye yeah, it's like yeah. trying to like fight in spiritual warfare yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the background like they say something basically laughing at us <laughs> dude yeah no it's 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 silly like thinking back on it yeah like, it's silly um uh when i had my demonic encounter yeah um Basically, bro, um, at the time, mm -hmm. my Bible just came in. Like my first Bible I ever ordered. Oh, wow. I, I wasn't like a fully, full-on Christian yet. It's like, yeah. because I had to have this, like under, like trying to have this doubt about like, about the Bible, right? And it's yeah. like the the um, the common things that people doubt about the Bible, right? It's like, yeah. oh, people were, were like rewrote, rewrote it and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But, the, uh, but that, encounter basically i was long story short I was, at, I was at home and it was probably the last time i took mushrooms bro like that was yeah crazy crazy um i literally was being um attacked tormented i think oh wow by by several demons that's crazy. it was as it was is, is there in me it was as scary as it can get wow anyway i was trying to purge them out at the time mm -hmm. I, I was already, I think I was already saved because I put my faith into Jesus. Yeah. But I just don't understand the Bible or anything yet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the Holy Spirit at the time already dwells in me. So what happened was like, I, I was trying to like exercising myself. Like mm -hmm. I was trying to throw up and, and stuff like that. It was bro, it was oh, the one wow. of the, probably the scariest uh, few hours of my life. Yeah, that doesn't like sound I, like Like I time. didn't know if I'm gonna like survive yeah. from this. And what opened the door is unforgiveness. And I had bitterness in the trip. Oh. I started like bitterness that would come in and I would start to like fall down into this like rabbit hole of like bitterness. Interesting. That's when the the, the, the demons starting, so unforgiveness. And then I think God was also using it to teach, teach me forgiveness because yeah. the Bible talks about how this is pretty much essential for believers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I put that Bible on my head 
Mm-hmm. There's nobody home. It's just me. Yeah. Bro, I kid you not. Like the those, those demons are like ants. Yeah. Like literally, like they, I feel, I feel like they're being binded. Oh wow! And then um, there, I, I saw, I saw one not in the physical eye, but in my mind's eye. Yeah. Like there's literally one running away. Like dang, it's it's wild. Dang. But I, yeah, yeah, just it's really segue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the unforgiveness thing because um, I actually. I'll have to find the the verse, but it's the unforgiving servant story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like parallels to like you basically, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, like the Lord will basically just hand you over. Wrath. Yeah. 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 Like that's serious. Jesus said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I experienced it before I read the unforgiving servant. Yeah. No, that's wild. And then I read it afterwards. Mm -hmm. It was like, whoa, that was, that was in the scripture. Yeah, and so uh, there's a bunch of things um, that like made me realize. Well, like the Bible is legit. Like it's yeah, it's breathed out by God. Yeah, it's real stuff. It yeah. is real stuff. Yeah, it's crazy to see how the Bible and Scripture, you know, the Lord lays out these things, and then it'll just go down the way He said, dude. Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you don't have to read the Bible for that to you happen. You don't have to read. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Yeah. You don't have to believe, but your knee will bow. Yeah, yeah. When the, when the time comes, every knee shall bow. Like, that's yeah. that's powerful. Dude, it's the authority you're talking that's about. That's the authority. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. <sighs> Amen. 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 Uh, from there... I mentioned at my girlfriend's house at the time, uh, all that weird stuff was uh, essentially happening. Um, But it was only happening there exclusively. So I was kind of just like, I don't really want to stay over your house as much anymore. And that was kind of my solution Uh, until eventually I had done like an acid trip by myself and had this like, crazy visual experience where I felt like something came into the room and like scanned me. And uh, from that moment on, I was like, I felt like I was like marked in a way. Like I can never do psychedelics again. Um, Even not as a Christian. It was just like, okay, that was not a good thing that just happened. Mm. And uh, then the stuff started happening at my own, like my parents' place with like, feeling entities like in my room Mm -hmm. and at one point i felt like something was like in the corner of like the ceiling or whatever like watching me it was like petrifying yeah uh and i would do like the energy shield thing eventually like this is maybe uh going on for like a week i have kind of like an apex moment where I wake up in almost like a, like a sleep paralysis kind of effect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, I woke up in just pure like fear. Like I was terrified. And you mentioned it. I didn't open my eyes because I was so scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind's eye, I kind of saw like like a snout like in front of me, like like if, if you, like a dog's nose almost. Mm-hmm. Something like it wasn't a dog though. Um, but whatever it was, it was like just pure malice. Mm-hmm. Like 
if it could, it would like rip me to shreds. And all I knew was something was holding it back. Like, cause this thing's intention was to destroy me. And that was like a pretty huge wake up call as to like, okay, something else is happening and I don't want to play anymore. Uh, that's where I, I really was starting to reconsider, um, things. So that, that's, so that happens like demon standing by my bed. Um, and it finally got to a point I, I tried the salt thing, like purifying my room. And I, uh, did like the visualization thing where you like imagine like casting out the spirits or whatever. Mm -hmm. I did all that stuff, all like the new age recommended, yeah. uh, diagnostic. Yeah. And none of it worked. Yeah. And I was at a loss cause I'm like, this is at my house now. Like it, I can't just not go over my girlfriend's house. So I had uh, one. Man. Yeah. So the day after the whole like, um, snout thing happened, had like a spirit, you know, in the corner of my bed and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I was doing like the energy shield thing. It's not working. It's just getting scarier and scarier. And mm. none of the other exorcism ideas worked. Uh, so I actually literally was like, what do they do in the movies? And um, they're like, you know, by the power of Christ Come is what on. they say in, in the movies. So I was just Somebody. like, I don't have any other options. Uh, I wasted a bunch of salt and time. <laughs> And so I literally, you know, prayed in the name of Jesus, uh, demon be gone. And that was it. It was gone. And it never came back. Like it worked. Like it worked all the way. Amen, amen. And I was just sitting there like, okay. Like that was weird. That actually did something. Mm. Um, wow. Feel like some people feel like their power dictates his and it doesn't like he is full authority fool i wasn't a believer and he in his name the demon was cast out wow that had nothing to do with me that was just like on a whim yeah wow yeah you, you called out for him for help yeah and he delivered wow yeah so so what happened next so naturally i was in denial because that's what you know new age stubborn people do and i still i i so i believed in there was definitely a higher power i still refer to it as the universe and i stopped all the meditation and stuff like that i was like no huh. yeah i um yeah exactly i stopped all that i was like i want nothing to do with this stuff uh my girlfriend at the time was like into like witchy stuff. And I was like, I can't be in this like relationship anymore. Even, um, this is like crazy, but we, we kept trying to fix our relationship, uh, probably longer than we should have. But, mm -hmm. uh, we continue dating. 
I'm like not into that. She's like way more into it because she's like looking into like this witchy stuff, and I'm like, eh, I'm like good. I believe in a higher power, but like, uh, not for me you anymore. You start to uh, starting to slowly go into another direction. Like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I know it was God's plan because, uh, you know, from there I end up. This is probably. This is probably around like October time. By December time, I go on a work trip and I'm working with this kid. His name was Devin. We've never seen the kid ever since this day. I swear, in hindsight, to this day, I swear this person was an angel. Uh, and I'll explain that after the conversion. But basically, okay. he's telling me how he loves this church and the church is in my hometown but we picked him up like 40 minutes from my hometown so i'm like why are you driving 40 minutes to go to church that's weird but i guess like whatever that's cool um the church is pocono community church he lived in scranton which was that's where the office is like based Scranton, in or whatever. Pennsylvania stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania, right. Yeah. Okay. And uh and he was traveling all that way yeah. to go to church. And his pitch for the church, I swear it was the most effective, uneffective uh <laughs> like reach out was he was just stoked on giving tithe. That was his pitch. Amen. He was like, I love giving tithe. It's the best thing ever. He wanted to be like a DJ in Miami or something. And I'm like, dude, I don't know who you're talking to right now because like that is the worst way to convince somebody to go to church. You want me to go to, just go to church and give money away? <laughs> like what? Like why are you so passionate about this? Right. Um, like I said, it was the first day I ever met this kid. Uh -huh. For the job, we basically had to uh, set up a, a, a theater stage. Like I was doing stagehand work. Yeah. And then I just had to hang out with this kid for eight hours until the performance was done and then load the truck back up. We never saw that kid again. He was supposed to work another job. Uh, my friends get to the house and no response from him hmm. at all. He just like vanished this person. <laughs> so you just that encounter went this that way. Encounter. That was, yeah, that was just that one time that that happened. And then, so from there, I had another work trip with my mom down in Texas. For starters, I kept seeing like random travel to Texas ads hmm. everywhere. And I really felt like I needed to go to visit Texas. And my mom was doing an event in Texas and I was supposed to go with her. Mm -hmm. uh, she works for like the energy sector. Uh, and I was supposed to go with her and she couldn't take me. So it fell through, but I kept seeing these like go, go vacation in Texas things. Anyway, a bunch of like extra money comes through for my family. I really just felt like I had to go to Texas. A bunch of money comes through and then my mom's like, oh, we can take you. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, I don't know what's in Texas for me, but something's over there. And so I go to Texas, helping out with this event. Uh, as I mentioned before, I like grew up kind of like wild child, like getting trouble with police and, uh, you know, just up to no good, basically. So I didn't really have like the best experiences with cops. And in the middle of this event, uh, I'm in a suit dressed up and he stops me and he, he goes, what are you doing here? Um, so I kind of got defensive because I'm like, what, excuse me? Like, what do you mean? And then he realizes that I got offended and he's like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. I just, 
you're like clearly like one of the youngest people here. Um, like, what do you do here? And as I mentioned, my mom worked for the energy sector. So it's like a bunch of like oil, big wigs and like, right. you know, solar, this, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, and I'm like, oh, my mom, she hosts the event. Um, and I'm down here helping her. And he's like, oh, that's really cool, blah, blah. What do you think about it? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. I'm used to blue collar work. And I'm like, you know, surrounded by a bunch of like white collar folk. And he goes, oh, that's really funny. I understand what you're saying. Uh, if you want to read a good book about that. And he recommends me a book. To this day, I have no idea what the book is. It was on my Amazon wish list. And I think the thoughts in my head because at the time I believed the whole universe thing. And I believed when someone recommended me a book, it was the universe saying, um, it's time for you to read this book. That was my, my theory. Right. It's a sign. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And I don't get the words out of my mouth, but I think them, and I'm about to say them to this police officer and he points at me and he looks at me and he says, um, if you want to read another good book, you should read the Holy Bible. And, dude, I was just, like, broken there on the spot. Like, in a suit, crying. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, it was like the spirit, like, literally washed over me. And I felt, like, a euphoria that was, like, greater than, like, any, like, trip of acid. It was just, like, this pure, just, like, love i mean i don't know what i don't know how else to describe it it was it was beautiful and he and he prayed over me uh and he told me um you know he invited me to his church uh ironically he was like uh an usher at the joel Osteen church i know some people don't like joel Osteen. i don't know him per se or know any of his teaching but he at least impacted somebody to share the bible and yeah. i think that's like a hey, hey. fruit you right, I mean? the guy That's leads true. you to, to Christ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on his work shift, too, mind you. So mm. it's, like, powerful. Um, so, right. yeah, you never know the impact that, when you, you know. You were with your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, he, he prays for me. He invites me to his church. Uh, I'm not able to attend the church. But he says, whatever you do, when you get back home, uh, find yourself a church and get discipled. And... That was the start of a wonderful adventure, man, because, um, yeah, I just took it and ran with it. It was such a powerful, moving moment that I, like, between the demon getting exercised, um, this, you know, event happening in Texas, I was like, whoa, I, like, I can't pretend like God's not real. Mm. And uh, the cherry on top was all right time to bring back the kid Devin the cherry on top I go to give church a chance and I'm like okay as long as this isn't like some like trying to take your money scheme mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and uh I go to church and the entire message is about tithing <laughs> <laughs> Tiredy of like not just like a plug at the end like that right. was the message of the day and i remember that kid devin dude and he was just genuinely pumped 
about tithing and that enthusiasm was enough for me to be like, I don't know why, but that kid was really into that mm. and he was willing to tell a stranger about that joy. Mm. I'll give this church another chance. And I did. I came back the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week and wow. started my my journey, my wow. real journey of faith. The, when, when he mentioned the word Bible, Holy Bible, and you just felt the spirit of God. Like, that is powerful. I just broke down, dude. Just wept like crazy like in the yeah. middle of this like high-end conference in a suit there was nothing mad nothing mattered. else mattered it was in front of a police officer you know like somebody i would traditionally have my guard up around you know it was just it nothing all melted away mattered. yeah i know that feeling yeah i felt it before Amen. it's the the it just fills you up like nothing else it's like not comparable no. i like have to use earthly ways to describe it but it's still not even that you know you yeah no acid trip yeah no nothing mm -hmm. no nothing can compare because that we're created to know to know him yeah we all we all longs for that no matter like what else like we're chasing relationships chasing wanting to know the secret of the universe yeah they're going on mushroom journey or like yeah. acid trips but deep down we just want god it's just that hole that we try to fill with like so many other things. Yeah. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. And there was a lot of growing that still had to, you know, be fixed and undone um, because I grew up the wrong way for so long that, yeah, I just had to work through that. I didn't, I, I never learned how to, even like cope with my emotions mm. because I was just like abusing substances. Mm -hmm. So like when something sucky happened, mm. I didn't know how to lean on God yet, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's the process that he takes us through. The undoing of the world. Right. Yeah. Right. So after that powerful experience, he continued to walk with you and yeah build your character mm -hmm. and i want to just quickly circle back is that um i just want to encourage people who have not read the bible yet oh yeah to read it mm -hmm. and can start up new testament or whatever you feel called to read because um like really reading it from a perspective like with an open mind yeah and from a perspective of like this is god's love letter yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. there is hope and love and truth like life makes sense yeah after you under like after you read starting to read the bible yeah like it all will make sense mm -hmm. and um because i don't want to give the enemy more power than they because they don't no they don't like if you really want to like compare like there's nothing more beautiful and powerful than than the word of god and yeah. um you know, when I was first, when my Bible first came in, and when I first started reading it, I, I literally, like, tear, tear, was tearing up. Mm -hmm. Like, I was tearing up by uh, just how God's word, it will, like, come, it will come to pass, and doesn't matter 
of circumstances or my experiences because yeah. I I ha- basically my testimony like have experienced multiple passages of the Bible. So that was yeah. one parable, right? Yeah, I yeah. experienced like multiple of them, but I have mm-hmm. never read it. And then when I was starting to read it, I was like, bro, like I was tearing up. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is real. That's nuts. Was that, that was during your uh, psychedelic experience? Yeah. You were like so, literally living, that's wild. Yeah, so during my psychedelic experience, uh, I was literally living the, um, the parable of the unforgiving servant and i was living uh, the particle sun yeah that's the that's the my first psychedelic journey where i, I like actually felt god's presence and i felt how that's much crazy. of a sinner i am mm-hmm. previously i thought i'm a good person i think we yeah. are until we until we know we're not <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know none mm-hmm. of us none of us are because in comparison to how holy how pure and holy and perfect yeah god's presence is and anyway, um, long story short, I was literally starting to come. I kneel down and start to confess. Oh wow! I've never read the Bible until that point. I maybe I maybe flipped through it. I maybe yeah. heard some messages from other people, but mm-hmm. nothing came in. I wasn't like actively listening. Nothing came through because it, mm-hmm. my heart was cold, right? But as I was repenting, it almost like those those um, uh, those um, the clock of sin that's blocking my connection relationship with God yeah I was throwing up physically too so oh, as wow. I was re- as I was repenting one sin I was like Bleh. that's intense it was intense yeah because the Bible says it's a fearful thing for a man to fall like under like <clears throat> the hand of God or something yeah, like that right yeah, there's yeah, a verse yeah. um and it was it was scary because I was literally like I was under judgment of God oh wow and um and it's real like God's he's a righteous judge yeah and also at the same time i felt his love and grace and mercy yeah come on as i was being delivered yeah right? so the, they both exist mm-hmm. and then they, how how can they exist if, if with justice and you know grace and mercy jesus yeah amen amen yeah <laughs> jesus so it was jesus who de- was delivering me wow i i jesus saw i saw his face I was crying this whole time, that whole time, bro. I was bawling. I can't I was, even imagine. I was the, the most ugliest and uh, <laughs> cathartic, like a releasing tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the pent up sadness in my entire life, bro. I was crying them out. out. Yeah. And they knew, like I saw that the angels knew. And then I was, afterwards, I was being dunked into water. Wow. All in that one psychedelic trip. That's insane. I was getting baptized. That's wild. And then when I came out of the water, God put a ring on my finger. Come on. And then I felt the perfect love. Before he put the ring on my finger, it was like at the moment I was like, you know, getting married to God. And um, tree vines grew on my arm. Oh. So it was like, the, there's this painting with between Adam and mm. God. Yeah. And how, you know, the fingers didn't touch. Yeah. Right? And it was like that. So the the tree line grew on my arm and it was like I was being uh, faced with a decision. So I cannot move an inch further. Like literally I can't move. I felt, I felt the spirit, like the laws of God, like the spiritual oh, wow. law, like there's a, wow. there's a law. Mm-hmm. I cannot, literally I can't even move mm-hmm. unless I'm willing to die. Wow. So 
at that moment, that love in front of me was so close to me, bro. It was so close. Like mm -hmm. it was the perfect love. It's right in front of me. I want to get married to God. I didn't know that was God, by the way. Yeah. I thought it was like this this this, this woman that I love at the time. <laughs> and God used it, right? Yeah, that's good. God used that that desire for uh, love and connection. Mm -hmm. And when I was married to God, I realized that's what I was looking for. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But when I was like, I'm, I'm willing to die. Like, I want that. Even if it kills me, I don't mm -hmm. care anymore. I'm leaving everything else behind. And I just like yelled and I charged my entire soul like that's towards that. Then yeah. the tree van broke. That's crazy. And I didn't die. Then God put a ring in my finger. And I was like, like I was <laughs> I don't know. Thinking about the tree branch thing I, is like kind of crazy symbolism. I don't know in the Bible in particular if it has it, but to me, when you describing that, it's almost like the earth holding you back. I have never thought of that. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, like the like, earth is just trying to pull like, you back into the yeah, depths. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, that's but like isn't that the symbolism for all of our lives? Yeah, for sure. For all of our lives. Yeah. Like there are so many earthly things that are holding us back from pursuing God. Yeah. But that's literally the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like we can lose everything. Like I can yeah. lose everything. It doesn't, it pales in comparison yeah. to eternity in heaven. Like nothing, nothing, nothing like compares mm -hmm. in this world. I mean, there's even the scripture that's, um, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. That's right. And all things will come unto you. I even think of just like um, King Solomon and God comes to him like in a dream. And he's like, whatever you want, I'll give you. And um, King Solomon asked for like righteous judgment over the people mm -hmm. so he can lead them well. Mm-hmm. And God's literally like, because you asked for this, like, and not riches, like you're going to get riches and you're going to get wisdom. And you know what I mean? And right, right, right. The point is that it's like seeking God and his righteousness um, that everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah. So any last words you'd like to leave to the audience? Last thoughts? Final thoughts, final thoughts. Um, it's been a good conversation. Yes, it has been a this great is, conversation. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Enjoy it. Um, I mean, final thoughts is like, I think, I think we hit a nail on the head of just right. seek first the kingdom. Um, everyone's story looks so different, um, but don't necessarily focus in the comparison of things. Mm -hmm. um, start to ask God what's his story for you even if you're not a believer yet I think if you wholeheartedly ask the Lord to show you what your story means to him um, I think you would have some powerful revelation mm -hmm. um, so I encourage that seek first the kingdom 
Amen. That's everything. Like, relationship with God is just everything. Isn't that mind-blowing? It's like not what you cannot accomplish, but just to know Him. Yeah. And from that, everything will fall into place. Like, you will know why He made you. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the purpose. And, man, just everything will fall into place. Just yeah. that relationship. Amen, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Peace.